Welcome to the Aesthetic Entrepreneurs GSD, the number one podcast for aesthetic and beauty business owners who want to get stuff done and become the entrepreneurs the world needs them to be. Many of you out there are uncertain, overwhelmed, and confused about this thing called business. Where there's uncertainty, we give you comfort. Where there's overwhelm, we create calm. Where there's confusion, we provide clarity. Even though I realize that this is, in some measure, an act of faith and vision, for we do not now know what benefits await us. But if I were to say, my fellow citizens, that we shall send to the moon 240,000 miles away from the control station in Houston a giant rocket more than 300 feet tall, the length of this football field, made of new metal alloys, some of which have not yet been invented, capable of standing heat and stresses several times more than have ever been experienced, fitted together with a precision better than the finest watch, carrying all the equipment needed for propulsion, guidance, control, communications, food, and survival on an untried mission to an unknown celestial body and then return it safely to Earth, re-entering the atmosphere at speeds of over 25,000 miles per hour, causing heat about half that on the temperature of the sun, almost as hot as it is here today, and do all this, and do all this, and do it right, and do it first, before this dictator's out, then we must be bold. I'm the one who's doing all the work, so uh, we just want to stay cool for a minute. However, I think we're going to do it. And I think that uh, we must pay what needs to be paid. I don't think we ought to waste any money, but I think we ought to do the job. And this will be done in the decade of the 60s. It may be done while some of you are still here at school at this college and university. It will be done during the terms of office of some of the people who sit here on this platform. But it will be done. And it will be done before the end of this decade. And I am delighted that this university is playing a part in putting a man on the moon as part of a great national effort of the United States of America. Many years ago, the great British explorer George Mallory, who was to die on Mount Everest, was asked why did he want to climb it. He said, because it is there. Well, space is there. And we're going to climb it. And the moon and the planets are there. And new hopes for knowledge and peace are there. And therefore, as we set sail, we ask God's blessing on the most hazardous and dangerous and greatest adventure on which man has ever embarked. Thank you. Well, hi guys, welcome to Aesthetic Entrepreneurs Get Stuff Done podcast. What an incredible introduction. Thank you very much for indulging me. 
Um, those of you, I'm sure you're aware, that was President John F. Kennedy in September the 12th, 1962. His very famous address to Rice University, talking about the future of the uh, space program and essentially the creation of of NASA and um, the moon uh, landings, the Apollo mission. And um, not only is for me is it a, an absolute kind of um, benchmark in personal address, you know, that is a blueprint on how to give a presentation. The tonality, the use of uh, pauses, space, um, the, the construction was fantastic. Um, but also, um, it's a really clear definition of, about goal setting. Now, I wanted to talk to you this week about that, about goal setting, um, about how it can be done successfully, but also actually the reasons why a lot of us create our goals um, and unfortunately are kind of held hostage by them, um, feeling that, you know, we, we must kind of achieve these things that actually sometimes that you no longer want to achieve. And um, I played you the last three minutes of that because for me, again, it's a, you know, not is it a blueprint on, on how to give a personal address, but for goal setting methodology, I actually think it's pretty much bang on point. And as we, sure, as we all know, the, the goal was achieved. Uh, NASA did put a man on the moon um, and they did it in a relatively short space of time. Now, the most common kind of um, methodology around goal setting that I have thrown at me quite often, and I'm sure you've come across it in your, in your lives and careers so far, is called um, SMART, Specific, Measurable, uh, attainable uh, or achievable, sometimes some people say, uh, realistic and and time-bound. Now, actually, when you think about it in terms of things like the, the, the moon landing, sometimes people say, well, actually, the moon landings weren't an example of a smart goal. Because, yes, they were specific, yes, they were measurable, um, but they weren't achievable, they weren't really that realistic, and they weren't particularly uh, achievable in that, in that space of time. And that, I actually think that's complete nonsense, actually. Um, the moon landings were totally a, a great example of a smart goal. Um, yes, they were specific. Yes, they were measurable. Yes, they were achievable. They were achievable because NASA had some of the best scientists in the world looking at that same mathematicians, engineers, looking at the problem. And before they'd even decided, you know, or actually kind of put single, you know, dollar spent on creating any of the assets, the rockets, the machinery, anything like that, they knew that they could do it. They knew what was required to put a man into orbit. They knew what was required to send him to into uh, space, in uh, land him on the moon, and return him. So it was achievable. It was realistic, and they they knew what they were doing. And they knew how to do it. So, but for me. It's not a particularly inspiring way of communicating that goal. And if you listen to, you know, John F. Kennedy's speech, he doesn't communicate it in that way. Yes, he gets across all of those things. But for me, goal setting needs to be a combination of, of a few different things, four different factors. Um, and I got my definition of goal setting uh, from Arnold Schwarzenegger, believe it or not, from uh, the famous actor who arrived in the United States uh, as a sort of, as the story goes, you know, really 
focused, driven individual, but with a really heavy accent. Um, you know, he wasn't an actor at that point. And actually, he was a millionaire before he was an actor. And he very famously carried his goals on a, an index card and looked at them every single day. Um, and his definition of goal setting, uh, which is one that I use, which is a, a burning desire followed by immediate massive action repeated consistently for as long as it takes. Now, before we dig into some of the specifics around all of that, I just want to look at a case of, well, what is goal setting and and why why do it? Why is it important? Because again, there's lots of Lots of talk around goal setting, lots of uh, theory, lots of, you know, everyone has an idea. And I think also it's become that kind of entrepreneur hustle thing about, yeah, you know, I set my goals, man, and I achieved those goals and, you know, blind and I smashed them. I, you know, all that kind of talk around it, which kind of leaves me a little bit cold, if I'm honest. You know, I'm very, we're British. We don't behave that sort of way. Um, but, uh, you know, but yeah, you know, we can still achieve, achieve great things. And the reason for me why I get I, I got into goal setting um, and why I routinely do it is for a couple of things. One is it's a simplification of focus. So goal setting for me it enables me to align my focus. I'm not a naturally a, a planner. I have a uh, a, a personality type that is akin to they call it the sort of classic entrepreneurial type where I um, bounce from I can bounce from thing to thing I can become easily sidetracked um, and I can uh, lose my focus relatively quickly so by creating a goal it enables me to align myself to my focus so it effectively mobilizes all of the resources that my kind of very easily distracted mind has towards achieving a goal, provided that I want the goal enough. And I'll come back to that later. So it really aligns my focus. It also, then it triggers behavior. So for me, it, it enables me to, as I said, you know, align all of those things and then create and marshal the resources that I need to be able to achieve that particular goal. So it may, makes me um, behave in the right way to achieve the right goal. Creates momentum, so it helps me build the, you know, the energy that you need to create it all and habit forming. Again, you know, momentum comes from doing the right things consistently over time, and often it shows gaps in my knowledge and gaps in my understanding. So if I want to achieve something, not often do I have all of the pieces in place to be able to to achieve that particular goal. So if you look at it in terms of the, the moon landings, interestingly, from a, you know, a behavioral trigger point of view, as Kennedy said, you know, it, it marshaled the US people, but also Congress and their, um, you know, to, to put massive amounts of resources. It cost uh, in excess of $152 billion dollars. Uh, in you know 2020 money in contemporary dollars to put that man on the moon so to give you an idea of context that is the value of the entire global computer games market so 152 billion to put um the man on the moon you know which is a vast amount of money and 
actually it was sixty percent of the technology had to be invented. So only they only knew how to forty percent of how they knew to do it. They knew they needed to create new uh, materials, new alloys, new software, new technology. Um, they knew you know what they needed to do. They needed how they needed to do it, but they needed to marshal the resources in able to be able to do it. So goal setting helped them. It showed the gaps. It showed the areas in which they needed to improve. But it also aligned their behaviour, aligned their focus, triggered the behaviour, and then also enabled them to to pull everything together to achieve to achieve that goal. Now, when I look at me, you know, I'm not looking to put someone on the moon, but in a similar sort of way, is I want to achieve sim- similar goals. And when I look at my definition of goal setting, it kind of helps you do all those sorts of things. So burning desire, immediate massive action, repeated consistency, consistently um, for as long as it takes. So burning desire. Now, if you look at the reason, or I look at the reasons why people sometimes fail to achieve the things they set out to achieve them. The simple reason is because they don't feel enough pain about it. They don't want the goal badly enough. If you really, really want to achieve something like a burning desire to achieve it, you will live, eat and breathe it. You want it so badly you can taste it. You know, it's the last thing you think about at night. It's the first thing you think about in the morning when you wake up. You're consumed by it. Now, that for me is a properly well-defined goal because it's mobilised and totally energised you. A lot of people... When I have conversations with them, and this sort of time of year, as we're, we're now talking, you know, in February 2020, um, is an interesting time of year because we've had the the initial burst of creativity. And those of you who were listening to um, the podcast last week with um, Simon uh, Ravi Chandran, um, Simon and I chatted a little bit before the um, we recorded the podcast. And one of the things that we were totally discussed was why actually January is such a kind of fertile, creative time of year. And the reason that we, the conclusion we came to is because pretty much everyone has had a holiday. So it's not like during the year when you've got half term at different times and sometimes Easter holidays don't align. Everybody's been off. Everybody's taken a break and everybody has kind of refreshed and renewed. So when it comes to launching your amazing new project in January, everybody's on board, engaged and fired up. And there's some research that shows that essentially your, the dopamine hit that you get from a new idea and a new creation generally lasts around 30 days. So any kind of new activity or something that you do, after 30 days, you've kind of burnt it out. So if you can't get it done within that time, then more often than not, it will start to fizzle out, which is why, you know, 30 days after... Um, you know, people come back to work. So two weeks into January, two weeks into February, 30 days later, the gyms are starting to empty. Um, you know, the, 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 all of the resolutions have started to collapse. Apart from a few of us who are carrying on because actually what we wanted to achieve far outweighed the, you know, the dopamine hit. We're still getting it. Because it's energising us consistently. So, for example, why am I here continuing to do these podcasts? Well, actually, I very much enjoy it. I'm enjoying sharing my story. 
but the goal that drove all of it was around actually um, wanting to create a business and a lifestyle that's financially independent. And that goal is very much driving me. And this podcast is a, a mechanism of, you know, communication, but also helping to, uh, you know, engage existing clients, um, but also, you know, hopefully share insight and value um, for potentially new clients as I'm working heavily on the Platinum program, which we've got going at the moment. I'm building all of that. So, yes, of course, it's great to add value, but ultimately, you know, this feeds into my goal. Is it a burning desire? Well, hell yes. Again, if you, you know, go back and listen to the podcast with Jason Greystone and um, hopefully that would inspire you to have a similar sort of goal, a burning desire about being financially independent and creating a business that is mobile and um, essentially self-sustaining. So if you've got that burning desire, then you will continue over time to be energized and fired up for it. It will continue to, you know, trigger your behavior, align your focus, create your momentum, uh, help you build those habit-forming activities and allow, allow you to see the gaps in your knowledge that you need to fill. So once we've established that we kind of want it badly enough, then it comes into action. Now, a lovely little saying I have, and I don't know whether I invented it or someone just told me, probably the latter, but I'll claim it until, they, until someone points me out otherwise, is that um, a, a goal is literally a dream with a plan. No, no plan, it's just a dream. It's a pipe dream. So we have to put action and activity behind it. And in Arnold Schwarzenegger's world, in his um, definition, which again, I, I personally really love, it resonates with me deeply, is immediate, massive action. Now, my dad uh, calls it breaking the back of a job. So um, my dad's a painter and decorator. Uh, actually, no, he's recently, he's now a full-time artist. He has retired from the painting and decorating world. Um, but he um, we, he used to work for the Hard Rock Cafe many years ago. In fact, I'll share you this amazing story that I was backstage at the Freddie Mercury tribute concert in the artist's tent on the piss with Chesney Hawks. Um, I wrote, I met Roger Daltrey's daughter, Rosie, um, Slash, Guns N' Roses. Um, Bowie was there. Loads of people I met. Um, and um, that was basically because the Hard Rock uh, did the um, the backstage uh, en entertainment for the artists. And we had to kit out an entire marquee backstage in Wembley, like a Hard Rock Cafe hotel, like a Hard Rock Cafe restaurant, sorry. And um, they sent the memorabilia truck with all the guitars and bits and pieces over tables, chairs, all those sorts of things. And... Um, but unfortunately, they only gave us a little bit of wood panelling. It wasn't anywhere near enough wood panelling to actually cover the inside of the uh, of the marquee. So um, the project manager there, Pete, said basically, right, you know, look, we haven't got long to get this done. We need to essentially, we need to break the back of this. So we went to Wix and bought lots and lots of wooden doors and brown paint. And you had a little production line going of basically someone painting these doors, someone mounting them on the wall while they were still wet. Then the Sparky's drilling holes in them and wiring it all up. And 
at the end of, and basically someone else going around touching up the, the brown paint for the handprints, etc., etc. And by the end of it all, it didn't actually look too bad. I think we, you know, we got away with it. And um, but it was where I heard that sort of saying that you know from Pete and also my dad, who they both they both knew each other since um, they were kind of kids. I think essentially how my dad got that job is let's break the back of this job. And it's something that stuck with me because. If you dilly, you know, not dilly dally, or you just put things off, or you procrastinate, you lose your energy, you lose that momentum. And we had a time limit, but also we also had a reward at the end of that. And the reward was if we got this done and we did a bloody good job, then we actually get to hang around backstage for this gig. And it was epic. So we got it done, and the uh, guy called Isaac Tigris, who was the owner of Hard Rock Cafe at the time, came back had a look at it and was kind of like the man from Del Monte, he said yes. So my amazing kind of story out of all of that is while I was on sick leave from HMS Ark Royal with a broken leg, uh, I was off crutches though, um, was yeah, I got to basically rub shoulders, no autographs, no photos in the artist's uh, entertainment area at the, the Freddie Mercury tribute concert. Um and the reason there's no evidence of it is because there's no autographs, no photos, and I was pretty drunk anyway. So, um, but yeah, and it's that kind of thing's always stuck with me is you get the job, get as much of the job done as you can. Immediate, massive action. Lay it down. Get that boulder moving as fast as you can. So understand what your goal is. And then when you really go for it, you're, in, you're fired up, you're energized and full of full of um vigor and enthusiasm for the project if you're not then you've got to question whether or not you actually want to be doing it in the first place and again back to why goal setting doesn't often work often doesn't work if you don't have the desire you're not going to put the effort in and but also it doesn't happen quickly these things don't just arrive completed if it's a big goal it's something that you're going to have to work at and as I say, the third piece of the of the DART methodology, if you like, is repetition. So, you know, we've got our burning desire. We've hit our immediate massive action. And now what we have to do is maintain the momentum, is we've got to repeat it. And this is where it always falls apart. It always goes wrong, is the consistency. So I'll have a conversation with someone, a new client. Yeah, brilliant. Let's get it done. We're we're fired up. We're going to absolutely smash this. And then, you know, dopamine hit disappears. And then I don't hear from them. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, there's an ama- <laughs> it's like, you know, the PTI. It's like, well, you know, we hit the gym. We did it a couple of times. You take a break. Um, and then PT texts you and says, well, you know, you coming in and you're messaging back going nah I decided to stay fat because uh, you know if it doesn't hurt you that much and you're only you know you're not gonna not gonna stick it through but you're not gonna maintain that consistency so things that you can do to help maintain the consistency is essentially you have to break your goal down into tiny tiny bite-sized chunks and execute those one at a time so again for example this podcast this podcast is part of a a consistent coherent marketing strategy that includes this but also includes presentations and turning up for congresses and events it includes a second book includes the gsd event uh it includes creating 
um, content and education courses and workshops. It, all of these different things to basically help me achieve the goal of growing as many people's businesses as possible, inspiring them to create beautiful aesthetic businesses, generate revenue, and I create the revenue for them to pay me. That's essentially what happens. I do that for enough people. I get paid. I use that in an intelligent way. I can become financially independent. So, you know, that essentially is how all these things connect. Is you've got to have a bit of a plan. Um, what, is there a burning desire? Immediate massive action. Repeated consistently. And it's the consistency that wins out. Three things you'll need in abundance uh, if you're ever going to do any work with, um, you know, successful work in building marketing platforms is focus, consistency and discipline. And that leads me to the final part, the, the discipline aspect of it, which is time. Now, time is an amazing thing. Everyone's, everyone's suddenly just looking at their iPhones going, what? Yeah, time is an amazing thing. Yes, time is an amazing thing because time is literally just the thing that gets it done. So if you do all of the other things and effectively just leave it, time will take care of itself. It will work. It's like, you know, you're cooking a beautiful meal. You have the desire, the burning desire. I'm going to have chicken noodle soup tonight. Yes. Yes. It's exactly what I need. Go with a chicken noodle soup. So the action is, you know, getting the ingredients, pulling it all together, doing the chopping, doing the preparation. The repetition is essentially the doing. You've got to repeatedly, you know, you can't just like, oh, you're going to chuck in a whole mushroom. Nope, you've got to slice it up. I know I'm reaching here, but you've got to slice it up. You know, you've got to do all, this, all of it com consistently. And then you pop it in. And what? You leave it for a minute and you take it out and it's still raw and dry and, you know, it's just not cooked. You leave it. You let time and the heat do the job. Time and heat create the chemical reactions, the changes in the ingredients that enable them to infuse your meal and make it taste good and be all wholesome and all that sort of stuff. And time is the thing that people try and shortcut, but you can't. You can't shortcut it. There are no shortcuts. Um, if you want quick wins... There are, unfortunately, lots of people who will give you the quick win, but it doesn't build businesses. It doesn't create long-term growth, and it doesn't create lasting performance. If you think anything that happens fast, by its definition, happens quickly. Definition, it, can't, it cannot last. You need to build foundations. You need to build all of the other things up to enable it to do its work, which is what what we look at in the programs that we have. And we look at, you know, how uh, looking at a goal setting, creating a plan, looking at business cultures, looking at community, what type of people you're attracting, uh, what opportunities that they're providing you. And then ultimately you have revenue that gets pro uh, produced at the end of all of that. But without all of the things in place, you're not going to generate the revenue that your business deserves. And the way that you have to do that is, yes, it's by having the desire, having the act, creating the immediate massive action, repeat it consistently for as long as it takes. I have been 
self-employed or an entrepreneur, for a better word, for the best part of uh, 10 years now. And I have had the most amount of success in my career in the last 18 months than I have in the previous uh, eight, eight years. Why? Because I've had to learn. I've had to learn how to do this. I've had to learn how to be patient. I've had to learn how to choose the right people to work with. I've had to learn how to delegate. I've had to learn how to um, get paid properly. I've had to learn how not to give all of my skills away. Um, I've had to learn what are the things that I enjoy doing and I'm good at and what are the things that I'm not good at. I had to learn all of these things. All of that takes time, effort, energy and patience. So, you know, the burning desire has, has been there for the last 10 years, which enables me to continue taking the actions. And it's through belief um, in myself, through blind belief in a lot of cases, actually, um, sheer optimism and just willpower um, that... I've, you continue to do the things and then eventually you get the success. If you're looking for a quick win, then go and read, you know, go and find a book, read a book, implement something in it. And you'll probably get a little, little quick spark. Um, but you'll not have built up all of the insight that sits behind it to enable you to achieve the goals. You won't have built up the insight. Um, and someone will come along who has, and they will literally eat your lunch. So, you know, if we go back to our our moon mission, you know, if you think about what the the burning desire of putting a you know a man a man on the moon and returning him safely to Earth, we we think about the you know the desire was you know mobile that mobilised an entire effectively mobilised an entire country. You know, to, to to spend money that they probably didn't have in a lot of cases because it wasn't that far post-war. And to create 60% of the technology that they needed to create. They had the rockets because that was the basically the benefit they had from World War II. Um, a Natural History Museum in London. If you look at, um, there's a V2 rocket, an, uh, a Nazi-era um, V2 rocket, um, and the engines in that were designed by a guy called Werner von Braun. And you look at that V2 rocket that, you know, in 1944 was smashing into, into London. And then you look at the F1 rocket that is on the Saturn V. They're essentially the same thing. It's just the one on the Saturn V is much, much bigger. So the technology from that aspect of it, they had. They had all the Nazi rocket scientists effectively helping them to um, create the um, the propulsion systems uh, that took to, to carry effectively what was 40 tonnes to the moon. That was it, 40 tonnes into space. And some of the um, the, the, the stats around the, the Saturn V rocket are, are phenomenal in terms of, you know, the amount of thrust it generated, the the power, the fuel usage. I can't remember them off the top of my head, and they probably I'm probably more interested in it than you are anyway. But the final kind of point I'm, I'm making is that that essentially, even if you think about it from the, that point of view of the actually launching the, the 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 mission, 
is all of the power, all of the weight, all of the heavy lifting was done right at the beginning. They had to break gravity, to break through the Earth's atmosphere, required the largest moving object, or the largest flying object in history. There has never been anything bigger than the Saturn V rocket flying ever. And I've seen one in Houston, and they are immense. I think it's the size of the Statue of Liberty, if you consider that. It's an immense piece, immense machine. Required all of that power, fuel, literally just to break through the orb, the Earth's gravity. Stage one dropped off, stage two, stage three. To actually get to the moon and back didn't require an awful lot of energy. All of the energy was used early on. And that's, you know, a bit of a parable for for goal setting, you know, and for business and just generally life is if there's something that you want to do that is really, really important to you, then you're going to have to be prepared to really, really put in the work, put in the heavy lifting early on, break the back of the job so you can enjoy the reward later. There is no substitute for it. So, and that, my friends, is why, you know, goal, people don't often achieve, achieve their goals is because what they want is capable, intelligent, articulate, talented people who sometimes don't get what they want. And sometimes bad luck plays a part in it. But you know what? You've got to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and go again. But a lot of the time, it's just because that the goal that they want, they don't really want it. And rather than having the courage to go, do you know what? This is actually a little bit too hard and I just don't really want this enough. And move on to something that they do want. They burn time and energy uh, with per persevering and ending up feeling like failures. So I want you to interrogate your goals. A lot of the goals that you, you create are actually outcomes. So if I say to you, well, what's the goal that you'd like to do? Uh, I would like to, um, you know, triple my business turnover this year. That's not a goal. That's an outcome. The goal is to be the best in the business at what you do. That's an amazing goal. Because then by having the goal of being the best in the business of what you do, then you'll do the things that the best do. You'll take the actions that the best do. And that, by definition, will grow your business and make you become the best. And if that is tripling your turnover, then so be it. Our goal at Aesthetic Entrepreneurs is to become the leading, or if you know, basically the market leading uh, business support service in, for aesthetics in the world. That's our goal. Our goal is, you know, to help as many people as we can, to inspire as many people as we can, to grow successful and beautiful businesses. That's our goal. The outcome of that is, yeah, is that we will no doubt uh, achieve and become, you know, financially independent as a result. But if I'm turning around to you and saying to you that, you know what, my goal is to make money, that's not an inspiring goal to you turn around to you and say, my goal is to help you make money, to help you have a successful business, to help you have a wonderful life. And as a result of that, by serving you, I achieve my goals as well. That, that is inspiration. So think about your goal, interrogate your goal, make it inspiring, make it burning, make it light you up much as it can. Then work out your plan. What is it that you need to do to get this thing into space? What is, 
how do you have to, what is it you have to mobilise? Go and read my book, Changing Faces. It looks at the orbit methodology in there. Objective resource by aid, implementation and test. Have a look at all of that. You can then um, go in, into, so you do an immediate massive action. You can get, <laughs> I've got my own model. Repeat it consistently for as long as it takes. So you'll have to go back and test and tweak and try things and do things differently. But repeat consistently and eventually time will do its thing. And you'll come out the other side and think, wow, I have achieved that goal. But wow, I learned so much more on that journey. So there we go, my friends. Thank you very much um, for, for listening. If you're enjoying our pod, if you're enjoying these podcasts, please leave me a review. Podcasting is a little bit of an unusual thing because it's one way. Um, and the only way I know that you guys are getting value from this is by the feedback, um, leaving reviews and sending me messages. And so I've had some fantastic messages from people um, that have given me real uh, encouragement to help carrying on. Because I'll just keep going with these as long as they keep adding value to you and helping you to achieve what you need to achieve. So thanks very much, guys. And I will look forward to speaking to you again next week. Take care. Subscribe now for tips, insight, and stories to enhance, empower, educate, and elevate your business to new heights.